Hello, hello, hello. It is me. It is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3. We are live on the Fightful Overbooked YouTube channel. It is myself and the Spinner Mason to my Jimmy Brooks, Steven Jensen. And no, we are not here to talk about Degrassi. We are here to talk about Disney's heavyweights. We are going to do a movie review. Steven Jensen, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Happy to start off my Saturday and my weekend talking about one of my favorite movies. I don't know how you feel about this movie, but I was very happy that you were down to talk about this because for a few reasons, um, which, you know, uh, kind of I'll start getting into now is um, watching, you know, before we do that, how are you doing, man? I, before I start deep diving into this movie, because I've, I've been waiting a few weeks to talk to you about this. We've, we've had this plan for like three weeks, so I've got, I've got yes. a lot to say about this. I, I, I was I, I've been doing my research since you kind of proposed this as our next uh, podcast to do. So I rewatched the movie. I actually watched a another YouTuber who reviewed the movie and broke some stuff down, and I learned some new information that I didn't know about the movie. So that was very interesting. And yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this. But I'm doing well. Uh, it's going to be a long day for me, uh, but. I am glad I am glad to be here and chatting with you, man. We don't do it too often, so I always appreciate it. Yeah, I know. I wish we could do it more often with my schedule, especially just like with my shoe job. It just makes it so difficult. But like, luckily, we had some free weekends. Like the morning time has been good. I'm trying to wake yeah. up earlier anyway, so like it's a good thing to just like get up and running. And no better way than just starting off by talking about a movie that I love. And um, yeah, well, what do you got going on today that you're so busy? I know you had New Japan this morning. Yes. Yes. Woke up at uh, I, 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 I figured out the time. Like I was like, I'm not going to watch this whole show. I was like, I have to I have to just watch the tournament matches. So I woke up at like six. So two hours into the show, I was like, OK, that's the right time for me to wake up, watch these last two matches. And boy, did they deliver. So I can't wait to talk about that. We talk about that over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time, True Hill Heat flagship podcast but y'all know me when i'm on fight for overbook i don't like talking about wrestling so let's get into heavyweights steven jets yes let's do it so for right off the bat and <clears throat> excuse me you may have watched the same i watched, I watched some youtube videos as well um and that's kind of what started this deep dive for me was i came across some video that had come out probably like within a day or so of when I messaged you and I, cause I, I've, I've loved this movie. I, like it's, it's interesting. This, I, I actually, I remember seeing this movie in theaters when it came out. I remember being a little kid and I remember not liking it. I remember thinking it was like scary because like, like, like little stuff we'll talk about throughout the movie. There was like this element of like fear to it. I didn't get a lot of the jokes, I, I guess, as a kid. And I don't know. I think Ben Sor's character like legitimately scared me. I was all once again, I was probably 95. I was born in 88. So like I don't know, I'm seven, seven or whatever. Seven years so old. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, just one of those things were like so, but I remember they used to replay it on the Disney channel a lot. And I, I was like watching like even Stevens and like Lizzie McGuire and like those kind of shows. And they'd always like play heavyweights, like just like over the summer and stuff or like after like the other shows. And I remember it was like one of those scenarios where I was literally just like too lazy to 
like go pick up the remote and change the channel like like those days were like yeah you know the the, the remote was on the other couch and there's there's no cell phones or anything or whatever just like all right and it's like left it on as heavyweight started and i remember watching it all the way through and when it was over i was like that movie was incredible i was like how did i not like that movie (laughs) and and ever since then i've always been a fan of it and then like i didn't watch i i've watched it you know a lot of times you know in comparison to most movies i've seen it more than probably most movies that i've watched but like it'd been a long time since i'd watched it i hadn't really watched it as an adult in in years so when i came across that youtube video i was like i was like yeah this and then yeah i I was like yeah i think this movie was pretty good and i bet it does hold up and then there was like all these deleted scenes and stuff too too that we can talk about that like it like it was supposed to be a much darker movie that like really wouldn't have been nearly as much of a kids movie if they would have left a lot of that stuff in but it would have made it a way better movie probably like if i it's like they left that in for me to watch as an adult it would have been like an incredible movie like you know it would have been even funnier but like but it's just what anyway so that that's just kind of my background and why i even wanted to talk about it today is because i came across a youtube video it reminded me a lot about this stuff i went and watched the movie and then i was like dude we gotta talk about this movie it was like we got to do this. We got to do this. But yeah, I was I was game because this is kind of like one of the movies that I would say define my childhood. Because yeah, like you said, um, maybe it wasn't like the biggest kind of blockbuster kind of release. And I and even watching kind of the YouTube videos that I said I did, I I learned that Ben Stiller basically purposely had himself removed from all of the promotional material for the movie. So that I, that I did not know of. So I was like, oh, that's very interesting. Because, yeah, I don't remember seeing Ben Stiller until after I saw the movie that I know that he was in the movie. And like, like you said, the Disney Channel is where I really kind of watched it kind of at nauseum like it was like that movie and the disney channel kind of movies because they yes. used to come on all the time uh, and like you said watching even stevens and lizzie mcguire and that would be in that loop and you would just keep watching it and just have it on the disney channel and you would just watch that stuff and you would be like oh my god like this movie bed stiller is hilarious like this is what i yeah. feel like this is the movie where i really became a ben stiller fan like i know a lot of people will say there's something about mary but when i think of ben stiller i think of three movies i think of heavyweights zoolander and meet the parents those are the movies that i remember him the most for yeah i'm with you on that i mean this i still think this is his best role ever and then like white goodman in dodgeball was clearly like which is just an evolution it's just the evolution but but i still think that like in comparison, Tony Perkis is a way better character still. Like, because like White Goodman is like really stupid and annoying. Also, like Tony Perkis is just a maniac. Like, and that's did like is perfect. Did you hear the fan theory? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That so, like so, he like he changed his identity or whatever to become White Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. He ba- he basically got like brain damage when he did when he does that last thing when he does the flip and he slips and he bumps in. So he had brain damage. So that's why uh that's why Dwight Goodman is so dumb. And then Dwight Goodman said that his dad gave him all the money to start the gym 
that is something that I that Tony Perkins' dad would do. Uh, so so yeah, it kind of kind of adds up where I'm just like, okay, that's not the farthest fetch uh, yeah. fan theory that I've heard for sure. But also to to just something you mentioned with Disney Channel when they used to run all those movies and stuff, like <clears throat> the uh, the Disney Channel original movies. That stuff. That's th- those are some things that we could definitely do on this show sometime because. All about Johnny Tsunami is one of the best movies of all time. I'm not even just talking about Disney Channel original movie. Johnny Tsunami is is a bona fide classic. Johnny Tsunami two, absolute sham. I don't know if you. I don't even remember what they did in that movie. SB three. Did they think of snowboarding or was it so so something something else? I know the first first one was snowboarding. The first movie was snowboarding. The second movie, they what I'm really referring to is. So his best friend in the first movie is, um, I believe it was the same kid who played Jet Jackson in the famous the Jet Jackson. Famous Jet Jackson. That's another yeah. classic. Yeah. Come on. We Great need to do Disney song. Channel movies and TV shows. That's but what we got to do. What they did, and I don't know if it would take too much time to find this because I don't know how do you, how like if Google would like pull it up fast or not because of how old this is, but like. In the first movie, his best they they were they replaced his his friend in the second movie with a totally different guy. Like they recast him, and he looks nothing like the guy from the first movie. It was like it ruined it immediately for me. I was like, wait a second, like like they're gonna they're gonna try to pass this off like the same character. Like you, we, I went through this whole journey in the first movie with like getting a, like attachment to these friends, and you're just gonna completely like. And it was a jarring difference. It was a completely threw you off. And, and and the movie sucked. It was about like basically skateboarding, like some version of skateboarding. Yeah. Anyway, it was really bad, the second one. But the first, yeah, the first Johnny Tsunami movie, we could definitely do one of these on. But like, but I, you, I remember you like, know what you know what sequel is not that bad? The goofy movie sequel. I'd have to go back and rewatch that because I remember I'd always get like emotional watching those movies because of like the father son, like, you know, yes, like, I always yes, felt bad yes. for Goofy in those movies. I was always like, man, like he's getting boxed oh, out. We need, we need it. to he's do, these, we need to do one of these for the Goofy movie. But after Steven Jensen watches Alana's mockumentary on the Goofy movie, you need, need to, to watch that. that. You need to watch the movie and then watch the mockumentary on it, and then we do a review. Because I, if I tell you, this is one of it's one of the greatest mockumentaries of all time. Okay, it basically it basically tells the story of uh, the Goofy movie is basically based on Goofy being a black single father. Oh, okay. I mean, I could definitely I get that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, and all and and also it's all, the best part about of that movie is the soundtrack, like the power line yes. songs were yes. incredible. And they they, they talk yeah. about how the how the soundtrack <laughs> came together and everything. Like it's it's a fu- it's one of the greatest mockumentaries I've ever seen. And yeah. like they explain like um the the phone call that he gets from the principal. They was like they was like like seriously. How many, how many white parents is going to get this phone call? Your son's wearing baggy clothes, looking like a right. gangster. He's going to wind up in jail. He was like, Max is a black kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's pretty Yeah, obvious. 100%. Like Skeeter and Doug. Like, you know, yes. def- you know what I mean? Like, I, I totally see that. Um, also, another movie, another sequel. I never saw this, and I probably never will. But I always remember seeing commercials for it, probably during commercials for Heavyweights on Disney Channel, was... Xenon the sequel. I would never yes. watch that. 
I I've watched I I think I've watched all of the Z the Xenon because that was one of my favorites. I had a little crush on that little white. Um, at, well, at she the, was, was she was, was the love interest too. in Johnny Tsunami. That same exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they used to use the same actors for and actresses Speaking for of, all these shows. Good transition for this movie because same kids from Mighty Ducks. It's all the exactly. same. And 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 a big and a, a lot of the same kids from Mighty Ducks are in heavyweights, and it's because. The same guy, Stephen Brill, who directed the Mighty Ducks, also directed Heavyweights, and he was like, "Hey, I know these kids. We have a good relationship already. Like, they, I know that they can work on camera and stuff. We don't need to like worry about them knowing what they're doing, and they're funny and stuff. So we'll just use them, yeah. you know? I mean, and it was awesome. a, it was a great choice. It was a great yes. choice because like, I, and the reviewer that I saw talking about this, like, and rewatching the movie really kind of emphasized this after I saw the review and rewatched the movie. Keenan is just like, yo, it, like that kid was so talented. Like when yes. he was young, like you don't have, you're not supposed to have that type of comedic timing and immediately just coming on the screen and bringing that energy, the whole conversation he has with, uh, with, with, with captain, uh, on the, on the plane of, Oh, you're going to fat camp. It was like, it was like, it was like, um, no, are you going to fat camp? He was like, yeah. He was like, why do you ask? He was like, uh, he was like, he was like, cause you're fat. Yeah. yeah. Is that your dad? He was like, no. He was like, oh, I asked because he's fat too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, I always I and by the way, that that scene right there, I use that as um as a uh a metaphor all the time for wrestling fans that like that go like if you're like afraid to go to a wrestling show, you don't have any other friends that like wrestling or like, cause I met a lot of my, my best friends in wrestling by going to shows by myself. Cause they didn't have other friends that were interested in going to indie shows. And I would always tell people at wrestling shows, you're not the fat kid. Everyone's a fat kid. Like you're like, you're safe there. You know what I mean? Like everyone, like you feel like no one's there thinking they're cooler than anyone else at any of these shows. You know what I mean? Like you're getting along with everybody. So it's a safe um, space. It's a safe space. It's a safe like, space. I always I always said, like, when I first started going to, like, Ring of Honor events, like you said, independent wrestling, like, Ring of Honor events, I was going in, like, 2006. When I first turned uh, 18, I started going to Ring of Honor events at Hammerstein Ballroom, and it just felt like I, I had finally made it to the secret society. Like, the, yeah. the secret society that I've always <laughs> been a part of, I was actually around the people and actually went to, to one of the meetings. That's what that felt like the first time I went to a Ring of Honor event, and every time I went for a long time after that as well. It's dope. Secret Society. Shout out. Are you afraid of the dark? It's another classic. <laughs> you know it. Dude, we can go all but, day about the 90s, man. The um, But yeah, so more about this movie, I guess. Like, um, But yeah, I mean, that's a great... That, 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 so basically, kind of a breakdown of kind of what's going on in this movie for people who might not know or, or, or might be as familiar is basically... Jerry, the main character of this movie, um, the little the little kid on the far well on SP well if if you were SP3, his right arm. Yeah, right there. I'm pointing down so, at him. There you go, Jerry. Jerry. He's the main character of the movie. Which um, I don't call I never called him Jerry. After watching this movie, I've never called him Jerry. I literally always call him Cap. Cap. Captain. Well, he gets on that name pretty early on in the movie. Basically, the idea behind this movie is that um this kid is fat and like 
you immediately find out what he's all about because like dogs are barking at him he's like chugging entire like jugs of lemonade he can't throw a baseball over a fence so like he they establish like he's unathletic he's like unlikable he misses his bus home from the last day of school immediately like all this happens because he has to walk home and, of and he course can't he's... throw a ball over a fence yeah he, he can't, can't throw, throw a ball over a fence but he can he can uh drink a whole gallon of lemonade in one sitting yes exactly so you know the double-edged sword here like a, you know a balance of life and in this, and so he get this kid gets home and he finds out there's like this guy who's there who also is Mr. Sir and Holes, which is also one of my favorite movies of all time. That I love, I love, Holes. yes, yes, I love yes. Holes. them. They just had an anniversary where Zero and Shia LaBeouf like got together with like the cast and stuff. It's on YouTube, it just came out like, let, like this past month. It's incredible. I love Holes, such a good movie, anyways. Um, so basically, they this kid gets home from the first, from the last day of school. His parents show him this VHS like uh, infomercial of a camp that looks really cool. And he's like starting to get into it. And like the, the dad's kind of like nodding at the guy who bought the, the tape. Like, all right, it looks like he's in. It's working. And then it's working. <laughs> it's working. And then you see like a bunch of them, like a bunch of these guys with like their t-shirts on and like the, in, like the lake and they, they pop out of the water. They're like, can't post a fun way to lose weight and he realizes that you know and he's like oh, i'm pat finley i've been coming here for 20 years you know it's like and it's like and, and this 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 kid realizes oh my god it's a fat camp and his parents make him go so then he winds up on this airplane he gets given they used to for like delta and stuff they used to give you like these little pins yes. they might still do it and they gave jerry a little pin with little uh captain's wings on it and um that's when Keenan comes up, uh, whose name in the movie is not Russ Tyler. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I was about to say that. Yeah, you, yeah. you literally, you literally stopped me. As I was about to say, <laughs> yes, oh Russ, I know. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Roy, Roy. That, yeah. that makes sense. He's he's always the R character. I think it was Roy, right? Or is that yeah? Because Josh uh, yeah, is so. uh, is Goldberg's character. I, I'm du- I'm double checking yeah. the uh, the names here. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to sixty with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I, I, sure I, always, I always love when they don't have the kids first. You should have the kids first because they're the stars of this Yes, exactly. Um Yeah, Roy. Okay, Roy. so Roy meets Jerry on the plane and that's basically the conversation that SP3 is just talking about where like he realizes he's also going to fat camp and, but, but the difference is now Roy is telling Jerry like, Oh no, dude, you're going to love fat camp is you're not a fat kid. Everyone's a fat kid. Like they got like, you're going to love the, you're going to love the, the counselors and like the, the owners of the camp. Like everyone's like, he's like stoked to go there. So next thing you know, like they land they're they're getting introduced to all the other kids and Josh, who is also known as Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks, also known as Sean Weiss is his real name. He is introduced as a camp legend immediately and dons the new nickname on Jerry of the captain. 
and he calls it as soon as he meets him soon as he meets no, but you didn't even mention the the exchange that he has with Roy because you meet all the other kids uh, basically at the airport outside the airport is where right. you know uh, Pat comes with the bus, picks up all the kids. You also they fake get, out uh, the fast food. That's one of the best scenes yes. ever when they when they fake out going to the fast food place and turn back into the street. Oh He's man, like, go, to, go to the doctor. Oh no, no, no sorry, God. <laughs> But yeah, you, you get that. You meet uh, one of the other counselors. I forgot his name, but he used to be fat, and now he's skinny. So all the kids make fun of him. Uh, you also meet uh, the the new the new nurse at the camp, and you could tell Pat is already uh, kind of feeling her because he's already getting nervous and stuff around her. And he then can't, he and can't then, explain to her where the infirmary is, and he's been going there for twenty years. And then finally, I think Pat helps. Um, uh, Jerry to to his uh, bunk, and in the bunk, that's where Roy me, uh, first introduced us is to Josh, and he says, "Josh, I saw I saw the nurse uh, looking very attractive," and Josh says, "The delivery of this line is perfect. This pleases me. Yeah, <laughs> I died. I died. I had to rewind yes. it again. I rewinded it again, and I was like, this guy, this guy." <laughs> Yes, he's already started a movie through one line. Yes, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so yeah, and like Pat introduces before he even brings him into the to the cabin, he's like, "Get get, get ready, you're about to meet some really cool cats." <laughs> like he's like, they're really building it up. Like this is like the funnest summer of all time about to happen with like the, uh, and we, and then I don't know exactly how much how long it takes. Before, I mean, it's pretty much right after that, I believe. Then another one of just the best lines where <clears throat> I've used this line before with other stuff. Um, but uh when so basically Jerry like leans in and like lets them know, like, hey guys, I snuck in some Oreos for emergencies. <laughs> and and Josh is like, Oh, that was very sneaky of you. <laughs> and then he yells yeah, the videos chipmunk download, and they're just scenes of these kids just like pulling salamis off their backs and like covered in chocolate and just taking piles and piles of candy and just like throwing them in hidden cupboards <laughs> and like pulling like the bed posts off in yeah. the bed. They got, the, they, got, they got stuff under the bed. Oh, my God. So good. They just unload. And Jerry thought, like, oh, man, I'm going to save the day here for the whole <laughs> summer. I brought in some Oreos in case we get a little bit hungry. Because he's coming into this thinking, like, this is a weight loss camp. Like, yeah. And everyone else has been there. And they're like, dude, this is a party. Like, this is for all the fat kids to, like, have a good time. So... <laughs> I mean, so it's immediately they've established this is going to be the best summer ever. And then I don't know if you want to add anything to that or just go into like what happens next because that's pretty much when they get introduced to like the, the, the camp owner and like get set up for like what the summer is going to be. Yeah, so so this is where everything is still going good. It's still getting right. looking like the funnest summer ever. It's still looking good. One part about the, the chipmunk download scene is I, I believe it's uh, Christopher he has the, the, the back salami, the salami to his back, and asks Jerry to pull it off his pull it off of his back. 
oh man it's yeah, so so many good stuff there's so many good scenes in that one in that one kind of montage of them uh unloading all the candy yeah 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 so hey new guy come and get these salaries off my back they really hurt it's so funny you guys are <laughs> smuggling in all this candy so then i think what happens next you have to correct me because like, i don't have the like a full breakdown in front of me but then i'm yeah. pretty sure like they go and they 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 go to like the like the mess hall or the dining room or whatever and well first they do they do because you do get jerry one time doing the blob doing the blob they do a oh, little, like, right. montage thing of they show him doing the blob the, the the blob which is the big kind of like air, air like the big pillow thing where you jump and you bounce up and bounce into the water so that uh, that that's pretty cool but yes wouldn't last too long and then which yeah is, then we get to the mess hall which i didn't mention is like you know a big selling point for him to this to, for this camp on the video that he watched for like the preview of it was the blob and the go-karts mm -hmm. he was like really into being able to do those things so and i had a blob at my summer camp also that was pretty cool like the um but yeah the idea of it like sp3 said someone just jumps off something really high onto one end of it and then someone else just flies off the other end and it usually the, the, the funness level usually depends on how big the person is that's jumping off and launching you, like to how, how high they can launch yeah. you off. Um, but um, so anyway, they wind up in the, uh, yeah, in the mess. I always call it a mess hall, I guess. And, <laughs> and they, um, does anyone else call it that? Has anyone heard that mess hall? No, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard that before. Okay. I, I've, I've watched all these summer for... camp movies and TV shows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, and they're, they're all sitting there and, the kids are all like hyping up the Bushkin family, the the people who own the camp, who are Ben Stiller's like real life parents, and they're like, "You're gonna love these people." Like, the, like last year, like they got us uh, go karts or whatever, or the blob. Like, like you know, you know, now we're here. They're getting us. Uh, I can't remember what the rumor was. Jet skis, I think, was the rumor. Yeah, like, they, yeah, they're, it was they're jet like, skis. They're like, oh, they're gonna use jet. So they're sitting there thinking, like, oh, we have jet skis, and. They come out and, and the, the the dad, the dad, or the dad of Tony Perkins, like Tony Perkins senior or whatever. No, 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 that they're not related. Sorry, I'm getting confused because they're related <laughs> in real life. The so so the um the Bushkin, Mr. Bushkin, he's yeah. Papa Bush. They all come out. And they just hi 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 a chant. Like they're all into hi, it. They hi. love it. And but he starts immediately breaking down. Yeah, <laughs> almost he immediately. The, he gets on the microphone, and basically the the short of it is, don't let other people sell, sign your checks. Um, he he is filed for bankruptcy. He had to sell the camp. He's really sorry about it, and like him and his wife just leave. Like they just walk away sad, and all the campers and they do a real sad hi 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 on the hi. way out, and then the real movie starts because <laughs> the alarms start going off. The, the spotlights start flashing and you hear a, just a strange voice over the microphone and an introduction about this, this band, Tony Perkis and Ben Stiller shows up just looking completely insane in this suit. And just like, he just, he looks like he just did an eight ball of coke before he walked out on this stage. This guy looks crazy. 
I, I, love, I love the I love the high fives. Like he's a like he's an eighties yeah. baby face. Like, yes. Well, on the way in, yes. On the way out, it's hilarious because he doesn't get any high fives. It's up for no. one on the way out. He like goes for it, and like one kid on the end like gives him one. And so anyway, he comes up on stage and basically explains to them the stories of his life about being like obese and made fun of, and like all this stuff about like his his like crazy upbringing. And you find out that this guy has bought this camp to turn it into a weight loss infomercial. And these kids, Summers, have now been completely rude. And they're like, wait, what? What's happening? And, and this guy, is, 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 is the idea of this movie is still to this day, because you can never make this anymore. This is yes, such no, a no. This, this is such a good idea for a movie though. Like it's so funny that somebody made this. And by the way, we didn't even mention like I mentioned Stephen Brill directed it. Um what what's the dude's name uh that did the the movies with uh Seth Rogen and all those guys. Judd Apatow. Uh, he, this yeah, is yeah, too. Judd, Judd, so, Judd Apatow. Yeah. So this, so this, this is, is like a Judd is... Apatow kids movie. When I found when I found out Judd Apatow was behind this, I was like, it makes all the sense in the world this is closer to a judd apatow movie than it is a disney and it turns out this movie was like originally supposed to be like a summer camp movie for like chris farley and in adam sandler or something like that for like teens or adults it was supposed to be called fat camp right it was supposed to be called fat camp so yeah so like this they had to change a lot of stuff about this and but judd apatow like you once you realize that put that together it it does it makes all the sense in the world and so so anyway, now it's been established that this guy is trying to turn this camp into a weight loss infomercial. And I think the next like real major thing that happens is them back in the in the cabin and he's like introducing themselves and reading off their cards and like learning who everyone is. And they've they've also been introduced to a new a new counselor as well, Lars, who yes, is Lars. um who is from uh like Scandinavia or something like that. Um and he he's like a he's like a chad he's just like a total like yeah. you know like and he's bodybuilder looking he's guy. basically taking over as like the counselor for the the chipmunk bunk now yes from uh pat pat like yes. pat's pat's uh, pat pat's bag throws it at him and everything and then at this point when we go into uh the the chipmunk uh bunk is it at this point that they take the candy or no it's I, a little bit while longer right a i think it's bit. pretty well i think it's pretty much pretty i was gonna kind of group all that in here if it wasn't all together yeah. because basically basically like so pat as you mentioned he's he had been the counselor for that like cabin for like 20 years or whatever and or at least going to the camp for that long and been a counselor for like a, a pipe almost as long so this guy has like been doing this forever he's always been involved with that with that bunk and now he's been relegated to a janitor so now he's just like now he's the janitor having to just basically serve anything that Lars or Tony or anyone makes him do um all summer. And and now Lars is is in there and Tony comes in and they're like he's introducing to the kids and everything. And then just the biggest snitch of all time. That kid, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But he used to go to the camp he and was, now he's no, working with Tony. Well, no, he's yeah, he was he was a chipmunk 
the previous summer. So like he was yeah. one of the fat kids who was who was in that cabin who knew what was going on. He straight up tells Tony like, "Hey Tony, I was a chipmunk last year," and just tells him where all the hiding spots are. Well, sorry, he tells him for like the major spot. I I, yeah. I missed. Tony had first just gone. He had ransacked it himself. He had laser pointers, like finding things in the walls and in the in the bedposts. Um, he clocked uh, uh, Josh with a with a Pez dispenser in his, or maybe Roy with a Pez dispenser yeah, Roy. in his. Uh, Roy with a Pez dispenser in his in his sock. He did tell him to fall back. And I was like, oh my god! Like he unloads the Pez in his face and tells him to fall back. It was like, it was like a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cliffs, you know. Oh my god, it was so funny. And then, um, and then you can see there's an edited line where Josh, like, so, so Tony says. So anyway, Tony finds all the candy. uh, The 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 previous um, uh, kid who who rats them out. They found all. They found everything now. And Tony's like. Who's gonna Who's gonna own up to this treasure trove? He was like, he was like I'll, I'll I'll tell you. Josh is like, I'll tell you. It was I'll tell you who it was. It yeah. was Seymour. Seymour Butts. He's like, who is who's Seymour? Who's Seymour Butts? No one's Seymour Butts than you, Uncle Tony. Yes, and and of course, it gets a big pop with the crowd. Now, the actual lion was supposed to be <coughs> Peter Fitz. Because you can see Josh's mouth does not match the words as he's saying it in the yeah. movie. And it was supposed to be Peter Fitz. I think I remember reading this. I'd have to find it again real quick. But I think it was Peter Fitz. And he was going to say, who's who's Peter Fitz? And he was going to say, anyone's Peter Fitz if you push hard enough. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like there, like that. Yeah, there, there was supposed. To, which leads me to just kind of bring up. There were deleted scenes in this movie involving them trying to give each other boners before seeing the female nurse. Like, like literally, I would that would have been me finding out what the word boner as a kid. I would have like that would have been my introduction to it if that was in this movie. There were supposed to be a lot more of like dick references. Like they were gonna put like a bunch of like little dick statues and drawings and stuff like all over the movie. Like there, there was there was scenes where Tony Perkins was like in front of fires and like threatening the kids and stuff like like way worse than like what you were. There was a full on you can find all this on YouTube. There was a full on um um like they do a part of, and, and during the movie there's like a short kind of like video that they make to show the parents like how bad it's been at camp. But like yes, yes. In, on YouTube there's like the full length version of it where it gets like even more detailed with stuff. So like. This movie was originally intended to be like way more adult and like way darker. Um, And so like when I found out that's, and obviously they changed it from Peter Fitz to Seymour Butts to make it a kid friendly line. But once again, like that's, you know, just want to throw that out there too. That's pretty wild. They, they went, they they redirected. They, they just redirected (laughs) from dick jokes to butt and fart jokes. Because we got a lot of those throughout this movie, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, that's when uh, we start with like the the exercise when uh, Tony is basically being like Richard Simmons and doing the back and forth with the kids, and they're all falling down. Uh, so yeah, it, it, this is when they start getting through the paces, basically. Yes, yes. So 
I'm trying to think of what happens to because I don't know at what point they also establish like like Tony basically pretty much like right off the bat him and his team like they destroy the blob with a spear they destroy yeah. the go karts um like they, they, they take camp. all they take all the the candy out and then after that exchange with Josh we didn't mention this uh we get a whole thing where everybody's laughing and then it stops on Josh <laughs> and then literally does the fade <laughs> to white and then we come back the next morning Josh's bed is empty. We get uh, uh Josh Bearbrown is not with us anymore. Like it literally yeah. sounded like you. I was I was in the reviewer I watched. He was like, "This is probably the most morbid moment of the entire movie." Yes, and I remember as a kid being terrified. I was like, "They killed the kid." I was like, "This is a movie where like these kids are going to get killed off by the, this camp." Like what? I, I didn't know understand what I was about to be watching. Um, because this movie took a hard turn. <laughs> like it was like a fun fat kid summer camp movie. Like it looked like you know what I mean? It was like a, it was it sounded like a good time. And then I was like, wait, they what just happened to that one? What just happened to that kid? <laughs> they just did what? They killed they, 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 they killed somebody. What? Yeah, they just killed this kid. Um so yeah, so then so that that's all you know, so they're already freaked out by what's going on. Like Josh is missing. The blog's been destroyed. The go-karts are destroyed. The food's been changed. Like, they <clears throat> they, are, they are ruining camp and turning it into a – and trying to make them lose weight. They all have weight loss goals. They have to do weigh-ins and all this stuff now. Um, They they, they put them through the ringer of, like, like wrapping them up with tape measures and, like, they're, they're you know, just – in like, Simmons and the <laughs> fattest kid in camp. Taking a measuring of the neck. Yeah, they're crying. <laughs> The the one of the best moments of this of it is when Simmons is 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 established as the fattest kid in camp and they cheer for him. That's yeah, a great. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he was like, "You are by far the fattest kid in camp." He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> They're all like giving it up for him, so they have to do weigh-ins and they find out who the fattest kid is, and and <clears throat> so this is all great stuff. Um, and you also find out that like part of like what's going to have to happen during the summer is that Tony has also set up these like events against team MVP, which is the jock camp from across the lake that comes around and like vandalizes their camp and like, like just drives by in like a boat with like a megaphone telling them they suck and like, you know, like that kind of stuff. So, um, so basically it's now completely established that like Tony Perkis is not their friend. He is just trying to get them to lose weight and he is ruining all of their fun. And also throughout this, cause I got to mention a lot of this kind of at once. Cause it, it like, you're like, yeah. you know, but like you also find out like throughout this process, like there, well, actually I, we can, I can save some of this for a little bit later. They're, they're writing home, like trying to get help too. And like nothing's happening or yeah, they're calling it, home too. Shortly after the softball game with Camp MVP, that's when we get the montage of Jerry writing a letter home, and you see all the bunch of stuff that they're doing, getting rid of the go-cards, uh, the measuring of kids' necks. We get uh, Jerry trying to tell his dad what's going on, and his dad's not listening to him. He's like, no, we send you to Fat Camp to lose weight, uh, and when you're fat too, shut up. Um, that's why Jerry told you you're fat too. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. 
but yeah, and then they talk about missing Josh. Like, oh, we, we miss our friend Josh. We don't know where he's at. So this is like a somber, very somber moment of the movie. Yes. Yeah. And they're all, and like, they're also like, like I remember there's a scene where Jerry calls his dad and he's trying to explain yeah. what's going on. And Jerry's dad's like, I didn't send you to a, like a fun camp. I sent you to lose it's, weight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't send you to go car camp. Is like what he tells him, I think. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I didn't send you um, to go-kart camp. I sent you to fat camp. And also, so, like, I don't know how much I'm skipping around, but they also, like, they make these kids, to humiliate them, they, they make them do this dance with the all-girls camp. And it's, like, super awkward. And, like, they're both, you know, they're all, they're both standing on, you know, opposite sides of the dance floor the whole time. And... It's working. Like they're the guys are getting humiliated. The one girl who comes over to say anything to them just asks where the bathroom is, and just like they all point, you know, at the same time. And they, they, yeah, the and the uh, Pat and the nurse are watching. They were like, "Oh, that's brutal. That's brutal. yeah." Which and then means, the oh yeah, the the yeah. skinny counselor who just decides I'm going to be the one who dances out on the floor. Uh, the skinny counselor, we'll just call him Jeremy. Tim, I think. I think his name is Tim. We'll call him Jeremy because he reminded me of Jeremy. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> Tim, Tim, Jeremy gets on the, on the floor. He starts dancing. Uh, the nurse is into it and likes that. He's kind of trying to get things going here. So Pat, he uses that as motivation to get on the dance floor. Then she gets on the dance floor and then they inspire all the kids to get on the dance floor, which leads to the girls coming onto the dance floor and they're dancing with them. You get even one of the fat kids. He start making out with one of the girls. <laughs> yeah. And Tony is not liking any of this. This turned around right in his face. He's not feeling this. So he basically shuts the whole dance down. Pat gets in his face and basically confronts him on like basically trying to embarrass the kids when that shouldn't be the point. Like if you want them to lose weight, then lose weight. And then Tony basically puts Pat in his place talking about how you're fat. You've been here all this time. You're a loser and all this stuff, basically making Pat sad. And it's Jerry who actually has to be the counselor for the counselor and uh, picks Pat's spirits up. But Pat winds up doing the same for Jerry. So I like their relationship. Their relationship was one of the better ones in the movie. Yeah, for sure. Cause it's like, you know, yeah, basically right as the dance is going well, Tony shuts it down and then they, they yeah kind of console one another like Pat, Pat and Jerry and Jerry's like talking about how he was really looking forward to the go-karts because he's slow and the go-karts are fast and he wanted to do that. So Jerry gets in a go-kart and Pat like pushes him around and uh, Jerry loves it and Pat's exhausted. And I think that's what kind of like the, all that led into the, the hike, right? Is that what, Yes. Uh, well, yeah, basically, basically that leads to the kids coming up with a plan to, to, to bring down Tony, which is with the hike. He plans this, like this deadly hike and the kids basically have this secret plan, which didn't really feel like it was that well planned out, but it wound up working in the long run. Yeah. So basically Tony, um takes him on like this this super long like impossible hike and throughout it is like you know giving them a bunch of you know <laughs> you know just giving them tips about you know life and nature and all this stuff 
And yeah, these kids are plotting and like they're having a really, really rough time doing this. And eventually, like Tony, like they're like trying to get out of having to keep continue to do it. And Tony like does this stunt where he like jumps from like a like the peak of like a cliff onto like a like a like a like a, tree like a branch. branch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's doing like a pull-up kind of thing onto it. And he's like talking about like making the kids having to do that kind of stuff. And they're like, this guy's gonna kill us. This guy's gonna straight up kill us. And the counselors are back in camp trying to figure out what to do. Like the like Pat and uh the nurse are like yeah. trying to find out if there's any way that like they could they could bring this guy down or get like pe- like police to come out and like check out what's going on or something. And, and they was like they need proof. <coughs> so they tried to go to the cameraman to get proof to get proof of that. And the cameraman is grandma's boy. Uh, the guy that always yes. hangs out with with Adam Sandler in all his movies. So this is this yes. is pre Adam Sandler picking him up and making him a part of his crew. Yes, and I will say on record that Grandma's Boy is one of my top three favorite movies ever. Like that's I know so far up there. I love that movie. Yeah, he's Alex and Grandma's Boy. Um, I reference that movie all the time. Um, but yeah, that's uh. So yeah, so he's the cameraman. For, he's like the main cameraman for Tony, who's been filming the infomercial. Also, I got to mention throughout this too, they're all like Tony. Some some incredible lines. Like he would get on the microphone throughout the day and then say things like, "Today's evaluation day." The keyword there is value. Do you have any? Not yet. That's a great line. Um, lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. That's a, like he's like these things that he would say to these kids and like the way he would punish them was so funny also what led into this hike also that i believe had already happened and i forgot about was oh no 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 we we before the hike we get the second weigh-in that's what what i was about to get to yeah yeah Yeah, because because they basically we we forgot this whole part this is one of the better parts is the kids basically decide uh they after i think it's like after one incident, uh, they find the kid with the glasses is in is in like uh, no no no. They try yeah. to sneak into Tony's house and they trying to like find any proof or evidence against them. And then Tony is like going out on a run, so he yeah. comes back. So they have to rush out. But then when they find the- out that he's been he's been keeping all their letters home is like yes. the main thing there. And so like Tony's been not letting their like he's been opening all their letters home and reading what these kids have been saying about him at the camp and not getting it to their parents. They're not sending it. He's like fuck all that. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so so they try to sneak in, they find that, but then they have to sneak out Christopher Farts in Jerry's fates. Uh the kids run right, behind uh, Nicholas. trees. <laughs> Nicholas, yeah, Nicholas. Yeah. Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas farting Chris in Jerry's face. Then they uh, basically escape and they're at this bathroom and they find the kid with the glasses is in the stall and he's eating a cheeseburger. So they they ask him, like, how did you get that? He was like, all right, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, but we're got to keep it a secret. And it's basically the kid that was the snitch Bernard. is really a mole. He's yes. a mole. <laughs> no, yeah, no, he's, he, I knew a kid like this in high school. I'm not going to say his name and he's probably still doing this BS, but I, I remember this kid. I should say his name. I'm not going to though. This guy's a snitch. This guy, and, he, and everyone knows he's a snitch. There was this guy, I'm just going to say his first name was Jason, that he was a kid in high school, and I think he was doing it in college too. 
who was selling weed himself, but going out and telling cops about other people who were doing it. And like, he was, he was snitching out his own competition constantly. And then I mean, people I found, mean, but, but it took a while before people found out. And then like, but once people did, like he did wind up in, a, in trouble. I'll put it that way. But like, I'll never, uh, anyway, that just reminded me. But anyway, this kid, this kid in this movie is just like that. He basically, he went in there and told Tony where all the candy was. So these kids were going to be, we're going to be dependent on only him getting, getting them the fast food. And so he knocked out his own competition. And so that same kid is the one going out and buying them snacks yes. and fast food and selling it to him. No, he's smart. I, we thought, we thought he was just being a snitch. He's being a businessman. Ladies and gentlemen, he was being a businessman. That is smart. Hey, I watch, I watch power. I watch Sopranos. That's how the drug game works. Sometimes you gotta do, you gotta take out your competition in the most slimy ways, and that's what this kid did. I appreciate the hustle and the business, but he's getting food. He's buying food outside, putting it in this little like oak, this little oak thing uh, for the for the kids, and they just come put their money in. Even Pat's doing it. He's getting food at, at, at the same time, and then we do the second weigh-in where everybody has gained weight. To the point that I think it's it's Josh gets on the on the scale. He says, "Get on the scale, get off the scale." That's uh, <laughs> one of the best lines in movie history. Is literally him within a half a second. All right, look. So what's happening here is, and I'll bring I'll bring this guy on too. So what's happening is so Funny. basically so Tim. so basically Funny. this scene winds up being Tony can't can't shoot the infomercial. Because it keeps like they're they're all gaining weight. They're going up one by one. They have gained more weight than when they weighed in originally. So Tony's getting pissed off, and he's sitting there like talking to himself. Like it's not their it's, it's not your fault. It's their fault. It's like he's fault. like he's going nuts. He's like fault. he's going nuts. These kids are cheating. These kids are cheating. These kids are destroyers. You know these kids are destroyers and they're cheaters. It's their fault. It's yeah. their fault. It's your and, fault. <laughs> and, and he's going nuts. And he can't, he just can't shoot this thing. And he's trying to like stay up beat. So eventually he's like, all right, we're gonna shoot again. All right, let's go. Let's go. You got this, Tony. All right, Josh Burnbaum, get on the scale, son. Get off the scale. And then the, he, he is he, he is immediately him a high five. Yeah, he gives him a high five. Then he then he goes get off the scale. Get on the scale, son. Get off the scale. Cut the cameras. Yeah, yeah, cut the cameras. So anyway, all of this has built up to this this hike that they have to go on as a gigantic punishment. Jeremy, would you like to add to that? That's where we're at right now in the review for Heavyweights. Is they're they're on the the, the hike. Gotcha. I've not seen this movie in like two years. I watched it actually because you guys, I think, were tweeting about it, and or we were all like tweeting about. It. I was like, oh, I got to rewatch this thing. Uh, no, I came on to you know, the buddy system. I, I don't. You guys are. Oh. are part of the buddy that's why you know buddy that's legitimately oh, still just like sticks with me like buddy buddy where's your yeah. buddy at oh so good buddy! Yeah, cool. <laughs> and have you noticed in that scene that josh is by himself and he's just like doing this yeah <laughs> he's just like you know what he's not right buddy 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 he's like the- she's like are you keeping an eye on the kids like yeah we have the buddy system like, like so works. <laughs> yes lars uh, it's he's awesome. Lars is Lars is fantastic, fantastic. It's overall just a you know fantastic uh movie. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay here long. I'm very tired. We we had a buddy system. Oh 
boy. We had a buddy system uh, with our, our kid's birthday party last night. So nice. everybody everybody had a buddy. I just want to say hi. Nice. Hi, as always. And yeah, the, the heavyweights, great movie. Buddy system, the, the most tried and true system in the entire universe uh, to make sure you do not get lost, everybody. Yes. All right. Thank nice. you guys for doing this. Heavyweights rules. I'll talk to you guys later. Later, Jeremy. Later, Jeremy. Nice run in there. Yes. Buddy! Buddy! I didn't yeah. even notice I called him Tim. Oh, that's funny. Yes, <laughs> Tim. Which, who, by the way, Tim gets bullied throughout the summer by the campers because of losing the weight. Like, they, they, yes. give, they, they insult him with, like, weight loss jokes. Um, so, so, <laughs> so, Tony has now, like, basically, he's, he's made it to where these kids are terrified of him. He hates these kids. He's ruining his infomercial. They're, they're ruining his infomercial. He's trying to punish them. He's doing these stunts on uh, swinging off of cliffs off, off tree branches. And so these kids come up with a plan where they convince Tony that they're trying to, to determine if it's possible or not to do a push-up or sorry, a sit-up. Sit-up. If you're not, if you can't see or hear. Although they can definitely hear, they never cover their ears during this, which I thought yeah. was kind of strange. But but the idea is they're they're gonna a blindfolded sit up. Is a blindfolded sit up possible? And Tony is perfectly ready to you know myth bust this, and so he puts the blindfold on, lays out on his back, goes for the sit up, and they take the blindfold off. And Josh, who's been let back into camp at this point because he has yeah lawyer parents who we're going to sue if not and josh is just bare ass waiting for tony's face pretty much ass to face right there um tony yells you disgust me and like like gives him like like, a judo chop to to the the back of the knees (laughs) so we'll judo chop to the back of the knees which is guys josh is like pulling his pants up that's a good that's a good one um so now yes I learned that. I, I want to use that on somebody one day. One yeah. day I'm going to use that on somebody and be like, heavyweights, thank you. Yes. <laughs> we'll see that in the UFC one day. Um, <laughs> imagine the, imagine yeah, you oh see God. that in the UFC. Oh, <sighs> man. Be like, Tony Perkins, help me. Hell yeah. Perkins system. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so now, now Tony's pissed because he's been like ass to face and so he's chasing after Josh and they've in, in they've set up this trap. So Tony winds up falling through this like pile of leaves into this big, you know, pit that they've dug, that they've dug. Yeah. And now is also where as a kid, I start getting really scared because they've, they, they, they Josh, Jerry gets back to camp. He's talking to Pat and the nurse and I wish I remember the nurse's name, but uh, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm like drawing a blank <laughs> on her name. Completely. There's like three different names I want to say, and I, can't, <laughs> I feel like I'm, all of them are going to be wrong. But um, the, you know, he they're they're still trying to come up with like you know they they they're they're still working on the the getting Tony thing. Yeah, and yeah. Jerry's like, hey, we we came up with a plan of our own, and like he brings them. And, and they're like they, thinking, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, you're helping so out with cute. us. Oh, you're going to help. And they've captured Tony Perkis and put him behind an electric fence. 
and like are guarding him. Uh, the password is Yankee Doodles, which they take very seriously. <laughs> Everyone has to say the password. You have to say the password. He ain't like, late. He ain't, Sims is not letting you by if you don't say that password. No. He's the fattest kid in camp. You're not going to get around him. Nope. So, yeah, so they've captured Tony now, and now they want to, like, turn camp back into, like, fun. Like, they want to they, they re, you know, reclaim their camp now, basically, um, is the idea. And, and yeah, so, so Tony's captured. They got to figure out what to do. I mean, Pat's originally going to release him. Yeah. And then Tony, shit. <laughs> yeah, Tony insults him to the point where Pat leaves him in there. So then they go on this crazy, basically binge eating party that yes. night. They're going crazy on the front yard, eating everything. Uh, Pat even sees Tim being the total life of the party, eating everything, indulging. Covering chocolate. Like, Pat's like, I want to go down, but uh, the nurse basically talks him into staying with her. So he, Which like, I need to butt in real quick about deleted scene. He has sex with her in a deleted scene. Are you serious? They, no, they, so they have they have sex in a boat, in like a boat in the water, I think it is. Like they don't show it, they show the two of them afterwards, and he's like, they're laying there next to each other, and he's like, Oh, so that's what sex feels like. And she's like, Wait, that was your first time? And he's like, Oh no, no. Like he like tries to play it off like it wasn't. But after he like definitely just admitted it was. See, there's so much about this movie oh that like they, sh- they should re-release this with all this in it and just yeah. rate it R or whatever and just let us 100%. watch what it was supposed to be. One hundred percent agree with you there. Like they got, they got, they got to give us that. Give us that. Come on. For like yeah. the what is it? What is it gonna be? It's not gonna be twenty five years. Thirty year anniversary in two years. Do that. Give us that. Yeah. Why not? I mean, and I don't know how. I mean, you wouldn't really be able to do a reunion, nor would I really want to see it now. Although Sean Weiss, I gotta give him the credit, like because he was he was down bad for a while. Sean Weiss yeah. Goldberg. But he yeah. recently, like, he was in Atlanta. I, I didn't go, unfortunately. He was in Atlanta, though, like, a couple months ago doing a, an autograph signing and stuff. Apparently, he's in, like, he's got, like, he's he's not, like, he beat the addiction, apparently, and stuff. And he's, like, doing Good. a lot better. And, like, so, like, that's, you know, hopefully, that's what was so disappointing also about Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which we don't have to get into because that's a whole other thing for us, I know. But the fact that they couldn't involve these kids, uh, enough yeah. of them, like, it ruined a lot of what it should have been. But, like, but anyway, so so yes. So anyway, Pat, it, you don't need to see it in the movie, but Pat has loses his virginity to this nurse during the movie. So um, Julie, Julie's her name. Disappointing that we didn't we didn't get to see that scene. That scene would have added put a loop on everything there. Uh, yeah. But yes, uh, after that, basically Pat gives them an inspirational speech talking about like we could still focus on things and get better at things even without tony so they start to turn the 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 camp around where they're focusing on losing weight but they're still having uh some fun so then that leads to parents weekend where also parents the sorry the 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 counselors are also on the kids side now too because they've like tied them to trees and like basically forced them into so everyone's against yes, Tony. Yes, yes, because he put because they put honey on uh, Lars, oh, Lars. and yeah. it was like it was like oh yeah, there's bears out here. <laughs> yeah, and then like a little deer is licking him, like when they come back and he's screaming. Yeah, he comes back, he's he's screaming as soon as they they, they walk away, and then it, it's, it's just a deer, it's just a deer licking at him. And this is a good point too, knowing that Pat 
got laid during the the um yes Sunday why he was why he was leading yes. the whole group yeah yeah the confidence see that's and that's a super good point there that really is that comment's a really good point because because I like you can still you still understand why Pat wants to turn things around for the kids just based on the story they tell in the movie but that added layer of confidence like that would have been way more understood if you would have known mm-hmm. like, Oh, this dude just got like, he just lost his virginity to like this woman. He has a crush on like these feel like Pat's like turning a big corner right now himself. Like this makes yeah. a lot of sense. So I, you're, that's a, that's a really good point. They should, man. Yeah. Anyways. And they really, they're really young. Like that, that, that was the mind blow, the mind blow right there. You telling me that. Uh, but yeah, so parent weekend happens. And like you said earlier, they show them this kind of uh, tape, this edited tape of Tony at his absolute worst. And meanwhile, while the, all of that is happening, uh, Nicholas has been given the duty of watching uh, Tony and goes about as well as you would think it would go. As soon as you saw Nicholas, I was like, Tony about to break free. Even at seven, I was like, I said that to myself. I was like, Tony about to break free. And Nicholas ain't about to keep him in there. Convinces Nicholas to come to him by offering him some chocolate or something. Well, he and he he tricks him. He had a he had a meal that like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. him like a baked yeah, potato so, or something. So he made yeah. the, the aluminum foil into a Hershey kiss. Yeah. So he goes to get it and then he grabs <laughs> him up. Holds it up for this palm. He grabs him up. Grabs him up and basically gets him to to break him free. And then, as the tape is going on at the end, all you hear is, <laughs> and he's sitting up top on this window that yeah. is like at least ten feet in the air. But also, does... in this video, that these parents have just watched, as you mentioned, is Tony like being a psychopath? But it's also like video of them like like finding like wildlife and like chasing after a, like a cow with like weapons. Like they're showing like the desperation and how like starved they're being and stuff. These parents are like, they're fine. They've come around on the kids to the kids finally, where they're like, Oh, like, Oh, the, this is, this has been miserable for them. So now this is their introduction to this psychopath is this guy is, is up on the windows clapping from above. So yes, continue. So he basically comes down, he does this whole freaking monologue about like how he's making things better. Nicholas comes and is trying to tell us that he broke free. Like, obviously, we kind of see that now. Uh, and he says like, something to him. He's, he's like, You little, you little rat. <laughs> yeah. He's like, You little cream puff. I ought to. <laughs> I ought to, and then he's like, he's like, I'm just stronger than you. I'm more powerful than you. He breaks glass on the floor, and he's walking on the glass, on the broken glass, like barefoot, barefoot, broken glass. Like Jerry's trying to stand up to him, and he's just doing the whole monologue, doing a barefoot glass. Then Jerry's dad, uh, uh, stands up and is trying to defend Jerry and be there for Jerry, and actually, I think punches, uh, Tony. But Tony yeah. no sells it as soon as as soon as Jerry's dad's like telling him, see, that's how you do it with the bully. Yeah. Give him the Mongolian chop. chop. The double chop. Oh my dude. god, gave him the he watches a Roshi Tenzon. He was like <laughs> Mongolian chop. Facts. He's a Tenzon fan. He was like Mongolian chop. Yeah, and then awesome. Jerry's dad falls. And then it's not nobody. It's nobody. It's not Pat. 
It's not Tim. It's nobody in this movie that is the reason for taking down Tony. It's Tony being cocky after he bought Cody and shot Jerry doing backflips and slips. And that's the end of him. It's he slips and he goes, hey, he slides head first into a, into a wall and just his own, that's it. His own hubris and overconfidence of celebrating after he, he was, he was, he won. He had the W in his hand. He, that's like being at the one yard line and starting to dance for a touchdown and then you get yeah. tackled. That's what, that's what Tony did. It, yeah, it's a hundred percent right. One other thing we I forgot to mention that was hilarious was that I almost made it to like the thumbnail of this video, but like I couldn't get in a good enough like picture of it. But <clears throat> the um <clears throat> when they sneak into Tony's cabin and they find the the picture of them with their faces edited on the skinny kids. <laughs> is this, is this me? It's so funny. Like some of the stuff they did in this movie is so funny. So like, but yeah, you're right. Like no one winds up even taking down Tony throughout this entire thing. Um, I mean, I guess it's implied that eventually, like, because of like the money he owed, like the camera guys and that kind of stuff, like eventually he would have, but who knows what he would have done to the kids, like <laughs> until then. Yes, so th exactly. So he gets taken away and then like, it's basically, to, you know, you got to figure out Tony Perkins senior, the lighting fixture King or whatever comes in. He, he's like going to close down camp with all the parents and the counselors there and stuff. And they're like, you know, they all want to stay and they actually want to lose some weight and like have fun for the rest of the summer. And they just have to like, leave it up to who's going to be in charge. And everyone else has been there for like a couple summers, you know, and Pat's been there for like 20 years and the dad and Perkins senior is like, what are you doing with your life? Like you like you like gives them the keys, um, and so Pat's gonna take over for the summer. They're going to try to lose some weight, and they're going to try to compete against Camp MVP in the Apache Relay. Yes, and we get like a quick little montage of the rest of the summer before the Apache Relay, and that's really the only thing left from this movie. Where I feel like the kind of the highlights of the Apache Relay is Nicholas being smarter than everyone and just yeah. making the freaking camp, uh, the other camp just fit, look like the biggest dumbasses who couldn't figure out who the vice presidents of the United States. And he's from England! He's from England! How did yeah. he know that? Which also didn't mention this. Another hilarious, at the beginning of the movie, when Tony Perkins is doing his, his, his uh, introduction uh, speech to everybody, he's up there. And he says, he's, I'm looking around. I see the future face of a Fortune 500 company. And he points at Jerry. And he says, I see the next president of the United States. And he points at Nicholas. And they're like, he's from England. And I see a famous rap artist. Rappers. And he points at Keenan or like looks at Keenan. And I was just, I died. I was like, this is so, you could just not make this movie anymore. Like you just couldn't. It's like it's like in Mighty Ducks. Like it's the same kind of thing with the Oreo line. It was funny yeah. when we were kids. That's still funny. It's hilarious. You just couldn't do it anymore. But like, but it like those lines. Like, and that's also why Ben Stiller is really smart. I've heard him recently. People bring up like his movies and want to get to talk about some of his like controversial roles because you know he's played a lot of controversial roles and controversial movies and stuff. And he yeah. says the same thing to, about everything. He says. I don't comment on, on the movies I've been in. 
just straight up. I don't comment on the movies I've been in. Like y'all can interpret it however you want to. At the time, it was funny. The times have changed. Things have changed. We do things different, but like, it just was what it was. That some of this stuff was just funny, and like, yeah. and 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 at the end of the day, like, Tony Tony Perkis couldn't like he took himself down total moron never was established as a good person throughout the entire thing and then basically we get to the apache relay at the end of the thing and like you said it's like nicholas is smarter than everybody um they all have kind of like their little skills and talents the mvp kids are super dumb they think one of them thinks share was a was a was a president of the united states um and it all winds up really coming down to to the to the go kart race between, yeah. uh, and then also they show some of the skills like Josh does the like because they showed him shaving. Yes, yeah. So he's doing the yeah. the balloon shave. So he does do, it so <laughs> he does it with the face and everything. Yes. So so they do they do all of these um, so they do show kind of some of the skills and tr- personality traits from the kids in the movie in the relay like so it all kind of comes together which was really which was cool. And then, and then basically, and then of course, Jerry is the go kart race, and he's versus the other kid who cheats a little bit. And Jerry, but the Jerry, I guess, uh, and the uh, Camp Hope guys knew that they would cheat, so they had like a little, a little safe, safe, <laughs> safe valve for them. Uh, so they put on the boosters at at the end uh, when they when they get cheated, and that's how they're able to win. Yes. Yes. So and then Pat makes out with the nurse and they celebrate the way that they and they and they give back the trophy to camp to the camp MVP by tossing it into the river and they actually go after it. Yes, yes, they throw it into the river and and camp MVP is super <laughs> super salty about it. And yes, Jerry, everything comes full circle. Jerry the captain, even though it's kind of strange and super unrealistic, this whole movie is obviously that they in the relay, they start the the, the go kart race at the same exact time when like there was so it just wound up being the exact you know, time timed out perfect to be a perfect even race. But then, like you said, Jerry winds up flying like a captain, and he flies over the the bad guy from from Team MVP to get the to get the win. And yeah, they basically yeah they they, they say that it was the best. Jerry sells Pat it was the best summer of his life, and they all celebrate. And yeah, Camp Hope uh, was a great summer for the kids after all. They took down great the evil movie for us. Tony Perkis. Great, great, great movie. And um, um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else I could really uh, really add to that other than I think it, is, it absolutely still holds up. It's still a great yeah. movie. I think as an adult, if you went back and watched it right now, if you haven't seen it in a long time, you'd, you'd legitimately enjoy it. I, I, I watched it like a week ago and I thought it was great. I watched it uh, about a week and a half ago and I thought it was still, still very great. And like I said, Josh... Uh, Josh, uh, was, was great. Uh, Josh was probably my favorite character out of everybody. And then, uh, Tony, Tony is right up there as well. But yeah, just between the Tony, Josh, Lars, there were some really good characters in this movie. Yes, absolutely. Um, Tony would be my favorite character in the movie, I think. But like the kids, like without those kids, it wouldn't have, like, it couldn't have been just Tony or just the kids. Like it was a combination of, and it was the right kids too. And I also had the attachment to those kids from like the Mighty Ducks movies and stuff also. So like it was, it was the perfect combination for me as like a Disney nineties movie as a kid. And like, even as an adult, like I said, it totally holds up still. <coughs> so yeah, it's probably, yeah. uh, that's that. 
that is our heavyweights movie review uh had a lot of fun doing this and let us know if you're watching this on demand remember to drop the thumbs up on the video and let us know in the comments down below what you thought about heavyweights if you've seen the movie if you remember the movie and what movie classic 90s movie would you like us to review next let us know in the comments down below yes absolutely um SPZ, let people know where to find you at Find me on the Twitter on the X machine, excuse me, at True Hill SP3. That is T R U, no E. Same thing for the YouTube channel, True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We'll be going live in about 10 minutes over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel for our flagship podcast, True Hill Heat 238. We're going to be talking about SummerSlam, talking about the Bray Wyatt illness, what this means for his future, Vince McMahon news, uh, Kenny Omega AEW all-in plans, plus much, much more. So join us live over there, True Hill Heat flagship podcast. There you go. You can follow me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Use code Fight Talk on independentwrestling.tv. Watch the spotlight Thursday mornings, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, the last episode that just aired, um, y'all can check that out on the main YouTube Fightful, the main Fightful YouTube channel. <clears throat> the interview this week. Well done. Well done. Teal, Teal, Teal Rolls. Well Thank done. You. As soon as Thank I saw you. that, I was like, okay, I got to watch this interview for you guys. Dude, that, well, no, but something that no one's ever will maybe eventually we'll see, dude. I botched the original I, intro. I, 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 so I heard Jeremy say that at the beginning. I couldn't believe because I've done so many of these interviews and I've never done that before. And of course, she was the one. And it wasn't that I, I didn't botch her. It was just like the, the, I I said Dusty Rhodes when I meant to say Cody Rhodes in something that was super important to the introduction. And I, and after I said it, I didn't realize it until like after Teal had said something back. And then Jer and then Jeremy was like, Jets, did you realize what you just said? And I was like, no. And he was like, you said this. And I was like, all right, well, we got to start this over. I was like, we've never had to start an interview over before, but like, I'm so, I can't believe I just did that. Um, So anyways, yeah, that was, that was awful. Um, Love it. but, um, but the interview went great and Teal is a sweetheart. She was super, super nice and super cool. Um, so yes, if y'all want to see the interview, I had Teal Rhodes on, or me and Jeremy, they had Teal Rhodes on the show. Um, if you want to check out that interview, she talks about Rhodes to the top. She talks about the new Cody Rhodes documentary on Peacock. She talks about Cody lies and, um, and a whole bunch of stuff. So it was a, it was a good interview about a half hour long. Um, this upcoming week, <clears throat> we're going to have. Uh, he's called the Black Italian Stallion. Uh, his name's Joe. He's a boxer who's going to be competing for the heavyweight title and Barstool's Rough and Rowdy this upcoming, like next weekend. And he'll be on with our buddy Jameson Ryan, Jack Jameson, who is in Ring of Honor. They're 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 one guy's a boxer, one guy's a wrestler. Jameson has been on the show a bunch. They're going to come on together. That'll be this week. Then the following week, we have a pre-recorded interview already ready to show y'all uh, from Adam Priest, who's the action wrestling champion. So got Very stuff. Nice lined up for y'all all month already for the spotlight i'm taking a vacation later this month uh so i'm very much looking forward to that and yeah um yeah see y'all later uh we'll be back doing uh this at some point again on fightful overbook sometime probably next month until next time have a good one have a good weekend subscribe to fightful select listen to the weekend or it'll be on tomorrow fightful select weekend podcast every sunday bye bye <laughs>